Denver Nuggets playoffs 2009. You know we had to do it. We can take it to the lane, the crossing of the Pacino moment. The way we pass in the ball, it's like we're standing on you. The Nugget boys, yeah, they can duck it on you. Any other team, man, you don't want none of that. Nuggets. We make the whole Pepsi center love it. Who won it? We run it. We shoot it. Oh, we dunk it. You'll get packed like luggage from the bird man. Punish when it comes to thrillers. Killers, you know we got Phillips. A five-star general like the head on the Phillips. We got Hello. from long range. That's all day. So Hello. to George Carl for that play. While the clock ticks, J.R. Smith's on offense. Ball game. Nene came on to Dante. Now you see the feet print. Cause you got a weak bench. By the time you're Crowd said defense, we win. Shout out to Rocky, he's a fool, yup. Yeah. Shout out to KSE and DJ Bits. Shout out to Brett, we gon' win this year, yeah. Cause our good is better and our better we is the best. We can take it through the lane, across the road, but you don't want it. The way we pass in the ball, it's like we're standing on you. The Nugget boys, yeah, they can dunk it on you. Any other team, man, you don't want none of that. Nuggets are your NBA champions. Pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> interesting game there we had to close the season out. Uh, it wasn't a, a good game, but it was an interesting game. Uh, which usually that's what you say about that's what you say about most closeout games. Um, but especially when you're trying to close out the Heat, the Heat don't want to be closed out, and uh, the Heat died very hard. Uh, they did not go down easy. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a very bad game. Uh, but with about six minutes to go, uh, he suddenly came to life. Scored 13 points in a row. And almost almost made a game out of it. Uh, it was basically him and Jokic dueling and... Uh, Jokic, Jokic won the duel, not surprisingly enough. Uh, but you know the Den- Denver won the this game the way they they won all these games, uh, which is a whole team effort. Like okay, the game started. Uh, both teams are very tight. Uh, I heard some of the talk that Denver was uh, some of the things Denver was saying after the playoffs and. Or I mean, after <laughs> after the last game and into practice, coming out to this game, I was like, oh, they're gonna come out tight. When I heard that, uh, 
And they did. Uh, but Miami was maybe tighter. Uh, but in the end, uh, just the Nuggets did not play a very good game in the first half. Jokic was not moving too good. I don't know if that ankle is hurting him more than he uh, more than he has let on, but he was not moving moving too good at the start there, and uh, it it didn't uh, <laughs> you know. But but Miami was only able to to capitalize that to the tune of like a eight point lead, six point lead, and that's just not enough to put the Nuggets away at the half. If anything has taught you uh, any lessons this this uh, playoffs. You need a lot more points to to put the Nuggets away in the second half, and uh, the game was just too close. And the Nuggets, even though they weren't playing their best, they're they're a machine uh, where everybody plays well. And by the third quarter, they had taken control of the game, and they would never give up control of that game again. Uh, it it was it was certainly hard hard fought by Miami, as I said, but. Uh, there were long stretches of just of just nothing, and like you have to give credit to Denver. Uh, I know they're a team that oh my god, I can't believe I'm falling into falling into Michael Malone's trap and saying that people saying stuff like this. But yes, there are there are people who doubt the Denver Nugget defense, and this this game was evidence that they they can in fact play defense because they played defense quite well. And they were game for the defensive fight that Miami wanted to do. They played Miami's game uh, in this one, and they won it. Uh, you, every every playoff series uh, in the closeout game, Denver played played the other team's game, and they they won the other team's game. Uh, in some cases, uh, by quite a lot. Uh, it's it's an impre- they're impressive winner, impressive champions. Uh, I've heard many people try and take things away from them nah this is a good champion this is a team that deserved to win i'm i'm on team no asterisks i think i think if you ever put an asterisk on a title and there's not like a murderer on that team like an active murderer on that team like you can go murder somebody later uh but like if you if that's like if that's it then i'm i'm not uh i'm not listening to you put any asterisks on anything but uh but this is definitely this Denver team is definitely a team that deserves no asterisks. I don't care. Like you, you, you I'm not even going to repeat the arguments. You can go look them up if you're interested. Uh, Denver deserves this title. It's pretty pretty clear. Uh, we don't do salutes about teams that lose in the final because like being in the finals is you got your credit and like everybody knows you're good if you're in the finals. At least I hope so. So I don't have to do like a a two-minute thing explaining why the team is good because uh, you should know. Miami is a team that <laughs> could have quit so many times in this season. Uh, maybe, arguably, they did quit <laughs> in this season, but they were there for the playoffs, and uh, they they lost the first playing game. That's that's amazing. It's it's so easy just to go home at that point, and they, they didn't. They won that. Then they, they beat a really good team in, in Milwaukee. Arguably the second best team in the league this year. Arguably the first best team in the, the league this year by the numbers. Like if you count the Jokic games, then Milwaukee was very much the best team in the league this year. Uh, they beat them. Uh, Jokic was only there half the games, but they were still really good without Jokic. Uh, so that's a good win for Miami. Uh, they beat a Knicks team that everybody underrated. If anything, the the Knicks were had all the 
the claims to being an underdog in that game, and uh, the Heat were the favorites, and the Heat, they they were able to take that hat and the hat that was put on everybody else and uh, and win it. <laughs> they were able to win when when the other team was was underdogs. Uh, the Celtics just <laughs> Celtics may have won those last three games, but those were if you think those were meaningful, I don't really think think that's all that. <laughs> I don't really think very much about those those games. Uh, but you know the the Celtics uh, were on paper the best offense in the league this year, and like the I think the fourth best defense. Uh, they they should have blown the Heat out, but they they did not, and. Miami, uh, Miami managed to uh, to to beat them, and somehow <laughs> embarrassed them. Even though they had one of the what some people, what uh, ESPN would tell you is one of the big, bigger series comebacks ever. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> but in the end, like Denver was that much better. Uh, Denver was better than everybody's good story this year. If you had a if you had a cute story, it didn't matter. Denver. Denver's uh, machine ground that keeps story up, and they won it. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe a team that got most embarrassing team of the uh, the week won an NBA title because like they deserved it. Uh, and if you if you think I'm wrong, like I just I just watched Jokic do an interview where he talked about how bad they were at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> He he agreed with me, like Jokic agreed with me that they deserved the uh, worst team of the week that week. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he brought. <laughs> I'm amazed he brought that up in his uh, in his like in an interview un- unprompted. So, so yeah, I can't believe I had to. I had to do that. I had to to name them the worst team of the week. But uh, Jokic agrees, and it doesn't matter. They have won the title. Uh, so, yeah, good good props to Denver. Good winner. Uh, they're a team that can definitely win it again. It should be uh, should be a fun season. They they are losing Bruce Brown, but uh, Bruce Brown was very important against the Lakers. But in the other series, they they could probably have won those without him. Uh, so yeah, good on good on Denver. It's not a team that's going to be one and done. I don't think. I think we'll see them again. Of course, <laughs> I have uh, said that every year. For the last uh, five years, I've done the show, I think, or whatever, uh, and I've been wrong. <laughs> but, but hey, uh, maybe this is the time I'll, I'll be right, and the team will ha- will win again. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna flip it over to the Carcast. If you if you're new to this, after the last game of the season, I always go and uh, drive around and uh, do stream of conscious. Uh, talk about the NBA season, and I'll go ahead and uh, flip over to that. All right, it's 11.36 p.m. It's still Monday the 12th, <laughs> still. And this is still basketball this week, day quickly. Alright, this is the the car cast portion of the post-finals uh, post-finals game last game of the season where we talk about 
the season that was and some of the things that happened. Streaming conscious a little bit. Basically, uh, oh, cool, cool, man. It's, turn your rights on in this well-lit part of the city. Love that. Uh, anyway. Uh, it, uh, it was an interesting season. It was not, uh, as quite as chaotic as last year, partly because of the change in how COVID is tested for, which meant, uh, players were very rarely failing the tests because they were very rarely tested. <laughs> that it's uh, easy to pass your COVID test if you never take it. So we saw less of the the random games missed than we saw in the year previous. So we had more of a we had a more consistent process uh, product that a more consistent product on the floor. Not necessarily, uh, not necessarily just the weird sh- shit that just happened the year before. Not all, not like the th- hundreds of blowouts that there was the year before. This is a much more consistent season. Uh, there were teams that were very inconsistent. Like, for instance, we had, like, of course we had the Lakers, who were pretty bad for three quarters of the year. We had a team like the Mavericks who were pretty good half a year, pretty mediocre the other quarter, and then terrible the last quarter. Uh, Stuff like that. We had the poor Pelicans who started off, looked like the second best team in the league, had the second best record in the West for a good portion of the year, and then kind of fell off. Same with the Grizzlies. They just they were uh, they were quite good for a while. They were in the running for first. They they were within reach of Denver before the uh, the Joss the first round of Joss stuff happened. But Denver was consistently on top, and uh, it was it remained that way throughout the season. Uh, I'm not talking about the East much, but. Well, basically, I mean, it was this, it was this same thing over there where there was a lot of inconsistency, but it was in, in like the bottom half of the East, like the top half of the the East. Just they, they were much more consistent. Uh, pretty much when things when things started out one way in the East, it just kind of kept rolling that way. So it. It made the East West hectic, and I think it caused there to be less uh, thought about them. Most people just kind of penciled in, penciled in the Celtics or the Bucks winning after like the first month of the season, and that is indeed what happened. Uh, the, the Celtics did have a period where they played like 500 ball, but uh, for the most part, they were pretty consistent. And the Bucks just were rolling over the league, even without, even when Giannis was out, they were just rolling over fools. Uh, that definitely made me think this was their year, uh, but it wasn't. 
Miami very Miami who was a team that was probably you know they were probably consider they were consistently bad uh you would say but it it uh it it made them defeating the bucks to be quite uh quite unpredictable i would have and maybe i would say one of the biggest upsets ever but usually if you if you go through that many other good teams, maybe it wasn't that big of an upset, you know. So we had that. But the one thing that was pretty consistent. Oh, and I gotta give shout outs to Utah. Uh, Utah was a team that everybody like. I mean, I I told y'all, I told them, I told y'all uh, that Utah wasn't gonna be that bad, but everybody thought they were gonna be the worst team in the league this year. Because they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert before the start of the season, but they were, in fact, they were not the worst. They were a playoff team for most of the year. So, really, really, the the thing about this year was that it was very funny. It was a very funny season. It was a year where a lot of like just weird, funny stuff happened. It's quite a. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This road this road appears to be closed. Well, I guess I'm guess I'm not going this way. Guess I'm not going this way. Oh wow. <laughs> I guess there is a uh sinkhole of some sort. But yeah, I'll, I'll go around the sinkhole. Don't want to sink into the sinkhole. I have no idea where I am I'm at now. <laughs> I guess I'll figure it out. But basically we had a funny season. We just had all the drama with uh all the drama with the all the trades early. We had all the Laker drama that everyone loved to laugh at. We had all the poor the poor bulls and all their injuries, which some people thought was funny. I didn't think it was very funny, but some people thought it was pretty funny. Where am I? <laughs> it's very rare that I find that we, we I find a street in Tucson that I don't know, but I don't know where the hell I'm at now because it is a detour. But uh, it was just we there was comedy, you know, like the jaw stuff is very funny. It, it's fucked up, but it's it's funny. Uh, like <laughs> we basically have a guy who's. Uh, had to go to rehab for pointing a gun at people. That's that's funny. <laughs> and then it was more funny that it kept happening after after his team was eliminated from the playoffs. It wasn't. It, it kept happening. That was it was quite funny. Uh, it's it, it it was a it was. I'm not gonna say it was the best season ever. But it was a very good season. It was a season where if you... Where it was easy to, to not lose hope just because of all the chaos. It was easy to kind of keep... Keep a little bit of a... A little bit of hope for what would happen with your team. Just because anything could happen. It was that kind of year where just about anything could happen. And it did. Like we had like... We got to the playoffs and it was, just, it was pure chaos. Uh, had a lot of coaches fired. Most, most of them, 
probably deserve to be fired. Not all of them. <laughs> it's 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 like Gandalf the Grey says, "Would you uh, give job to coach who uh, did not deserve to? Would you fire a coach to? Uh... <laughs> all right, all right, hold on, hold on. all right. Would you?" Uh... It's easy to fire a coach who deserves to be fired, but would you give life to the coach who did not deserve to be fired? If not, be careful when you fire a coach. It's it's that sort of thing. Like poor poor Monty Williams deserved better. He made a lot of money though because of it, but uh, he deserved better. Uh, Frank Mazzula. I don't know, man. He he. I'm not. I'm not as like. The, I'm not like the Celtics fans who blame everything in him. So, I don't even know. But he definitely had uh, the, the consensus is that he probably should have been fired. Uh, I don't think firing Doc is going to make a difference either way. But you know, fans certainly wanted him to go. But yeah, a lot of coaches left. Poor Coach Bud probably was depressed over, uh, you know, his brother dying in a car accident. Uh, days before the final or days before the playoffs started probably pretty depressing but he was fired and like they've been looking for an excuse to fire him for a while they he basically gave him one so so yeah weird uh weird season in that respect but i don't know it's i don't know how i think the fact that denver got their first their first title it means this season is not going to just disappear forever. Because usually when a team, at least in the modern modern era, wins their first title, there's always a fan base that is going to like hang on to that and, and always reference that year. So you, you're surely Denver fans will always reference this year, which means it's going to be your, a year we're, we're going to remember as a touchstone. Just like the year that Dallas won their title. Uh, they, they sure as heck make sure... That that year is remembered as a, as an NBA touchstone. So, I th- I think it's, I think there's gonna be, I think it's gonna be remembered. Uh, would I? Is it a season where people are gonna be like, oh, this is, this, there was this great innovation or great origin of something? Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, the Jokic, like. Everyone knew who Jokic was. Everyone talked about Jokic several hours a week in, on their podcasts. He he very much was a known quantity, whatever Michael Malone will try to tell you. But at least <laughs> at least NBA reporters can't they they won't be able to, to, to pretend otherwise. They they won't be able to do this again and say he's not. <laughs> he, he's not. They they have to acknowledge that they have been acknowledging that Jokic existed all this time. They've done that to themselves. But, you know, he's a, it's also, there is a casual fan who may not have heard of Jokic, like an ultra-casual fan who didn't watch any of the 16 games that Denver was on national TV this year. That ultra-casual fan, the, yes, Jokic is new to them. We had a year where, like, we had poor, poor, poor Russ, uh, you know, just kind of end up being the goat of the Lakers and the bad, the bad type of goat for the Lakers. And then 
<laughs> the type of goat for the Clippers. But in the end, also, once again, probably uh, scapegoated by the end of it all. So, you know, poor us. <laughs> poor us. Uh, it's funny, like, so much happened this year, but I'm having trouble thinking of, like, of, like, what the defining moment is, what the crowning moment is of the year. It's not, it's not jumping straight to my head, but it's, it's a year if you're, like, one of these people, if you're somebody who believes that COVID is over, you're an idiot, but most of you are idiots, and most of you believe this, so if this is what you believe, you could say this was the first post-COVID title. Just because this is the first post-caring-about-COVID title. And it came the closest to looking like a title that we've seen uh, in previous seasons. But it's still not there. All, it's still not all the way. Uh, there still are definitely knock-on effects. There, like, like there are stories that you know Memphis was sick during their playoff run. Of course, there was also stories that the Lakers were were sick during that same run. So there's teams. So that may have been a COVID off, depending on who you uh, who you believe. But it was definitely it, it definitely had an effect. There was games missed randomly, uh, like crucial games over the course of the season that were just randomly missed that uh, probably would have made some major differences in standings. Oh, and I, of course we have to talk about Zion, Zion, just because all the comedy of it over the past couple of weeks, it's very, you know, it's very, very worth remembering. But him being out a huge chunk of the year really, really sunk the poor Pelicans. And now, like there are stories that the Pelicans may be trading Ingram. Uh, so, so Zion missing all that time may have may have caused the Pelicans to to decide they need to blow it up. Part I mean partly it was because they for better or worse put a lot of stock into the fact that the Lakers would be worse than them. They thought that they were going to get like like they like they really did think the Lakers were were going to finish like like I'm like like 15th that's that's what they thought they thought the Lakers were going to have the second worst record in the league and that they were going to get a super great pick this year and it didn't quite happen and it's, <clears throat> excuse me it's not really any fault of theirs uh it probably it, it, it almost happened it almost happened uh but they're, you know, it didn't though. So it it really the whole Pelican season was, and you know, they not only did they not get the pick they expected, but they they had no Zion for the whole year, and it it, it, it maybe that's the end of them. It's sounding like that might be the end of them. Now, I don't know me. I would uh, much rather have. I would much 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 rather have Brandon Ingram than Damian Lillard, but that's not even on the table. Like, they're they're talking about, like, Scoot 
scoop for Ingram, and I, I wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> I would do scoop for like Herb, and like, like all, a bunch of the like the Pelicans role players. That's who I would do. I mean, I'm, I think Scoot is going to be great. I think Scoot could be an all-star. I think he's likely to be an all-star. But if you have Zion Williams, who you have a super max for, and you don't want to lose, I don't know if you can take a year or two to to wait on Scoot to develop. I don't know if you can afford to do that. But anyway, that's not that's a rumor. <laughs> like I said, this is stream conscious a little bit, and that's where the the conscious of my stream took me. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's not it, that's for the off season. We had a good season. Some are, some people are gonna say great season. Some people are gonna say bad season. Probably depending on where their team fell. I'm gonna say good season. I'm gonna say as somebody who's seen a lot of NBA seasons in my life, this is this is a, a good one. This is a better season. This is one of the top, top, uh, I don't know, top, top 20 seasons, maybe, top 30 seasons. It's hard to say. I haven't ever tried to, like, rank all the NBA seasons. I haven't even, like, thought about it. But, uh, all right, we're back. Ah. <laughs> uh, I probably could have safely kept recording there, but I don't know. I ended up being kind of pushed to one of the more chaotic parts of town, and I'm still in a chaotic part of town. Like for instance, I'm, I'm there are many people getting money orders at midnight right now uh, by this 24-hour money order place, which is always always a Always, <laughs> it's interesting to see. I've been there, I guess. I don't know if I've been there at midnight, but I've been there. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Maybe there. <laughs> it doesn't matter, y'all. Uh, anyway, basketball. So yeah, like I was saying, I've I've seen I've seen many many good seasons. And this is one of the this is one of the good ones. And you know what? I, I think that's it. I don't think I need to keep rambling about this. I think I've said what I need to say. Uh, that this is a good season. Looking forward to next season. It looks like it's going to be a fun draft. That's when I'll probably talk to you y'all next. I don't know if I'm going to do a draft preview just because there's always it's so hard for to do a podcast. Um, that's a draft preview if you're not a, a draft expert. And I would not consider myself this season to be a draft expert. Now, there are other years in the past where I would have certainly said I was an expert. But uh, this year, not really. <laughs> not, not an expert this year. But I have some strong, some, some, some strong thoughts on some players, but not, not strong enough that I feel like a preview would be productive but we'll definitely talk after the draft so worst case scenario it'll probably be next next Thursday maybe next Friday depending on how how it goes but that's what we're looking at we're looking at probably next Thursday 
All right, my beautiful friends. It's been great talking with you this season. It's always great to talk to y'all. It's great to do this podcast. I'm very happy uh, about the growth. Very happy that so many, so many of uh, of y'all have said nice things. It makes me feel really nice. Uh, this is the one time of year where I'll say if you if you like this show, you know you can rate it on the put on the. Uh, Apple Podcast Store. Yeah, that's the thing. You can do that. You can all, of course, you can subscribe there. You can subscribe. You can rate it. I don't think anyone's ever rated it on Google Play. I don't know if I want anyone to, to rate it on Google Play, but I guess you could. Uh, <laughs> rate it on Amazon Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. Do what you want. You don't have to do any of that shit. If you're listening, You've found the way to listen. Just keep doing that. That's cool. Uh, that's everything. I, I guess tell a friend, maybe. Tell somebody who doesn't know me to listen to the show. That that would be cool. <laughs> but it's not that big a deal. So, anyway, yeah. That'll do it for this one. Stay safe, my beautiful friends. And I will talk to y'all later. He was born in the summer of his 27th year Coming home to a place he'd never been before He left yesterday behind him You might say he was born again You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away on the road hanging by a song but the strings already broken and he doesn't really care it keeps changing fast and it don't last for long with the colorado rocky mountain high i've seen it Say that he got crazy once and he tried to touch the sun And he lost a friend but kept the memory Now he walks in quiet solitude, the forests and the streams Seeking grace in every step he takes His sight has turned inside himself to try and understand the serenity of a clear blue mountain lake And the Colorado Rocky Mountain High I've seen it rain and fire in the sky Talk to God and listen to the casual
Rocky Mountain High 